0: Today's episode is brought to you by UKG Workforce Management. With their HR and workforce management solutions, UKG gives you the tools you need to make all of your people feel like they belong. UKG, our purpose is people. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to USA Today's Women of the Year, the podcast. I'm Connie Schultz, a columnist with USA Today. Women of the Year celebrates outstanding women across the country who have met more than their share of obstacles and mowed them down. These women have forged different paths to reach the height of their careers, and they are reaching back to pull others along with them. What an inspiring group of champions for change. This is our last episode, I'm a little sad to say. I sure have loved lifting the voices of other women. But as it turns out, we aren't done yet, and we need your help. We want you to nominate women in your neighborhoods, in your states, and in your lives who are making a difference. You're the experts here. Please go to the description of this podcast episode to nominate next year's Women of the Year. Today, we meet Melinda French Gates. Melinda first entered the public eye in the 1990s when she became an executive at Microsoft, where she worked closely with the company's founder, her former husband, Bill Gates. She's perhaps best known for her work in philanthropy through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. At age 57, she is a global advocate for women and girls and has committed to donating most of her wealth before the end of her life. In 2015, Melinda founded Pivotal Ventures, an incubator company designed to accelerate progress for women, families, and people of color across the U.S. Her recent targets, national paid leave, economic empowerment and employment for women, mental health of young people, and gender equality. I started Pivotal Ventures in 2015.
1: And the goal really is to create societal change for women and people of color. I really feel like we need to accelerate their power and their influence. And I feel like right now during this pandemic, you know, we're seeing finally in the United States jobs starting to come back, but women are not going back to their jobs nearly at the same rate as men. A lot of that has to do with the burden they have of caregiving and so I feel like this is a moment to say, look, how do we fix that system? And how do we make sure that women and people of color can take the jobs they want in society, right? And so we're, my, te- my team at Pivotal is trying to take down some of those barriers, like caregiving, and accelerate women's power and influence. I absolutely love the work that Pivotal Ventures does. Absolutely love it. And same thing, global health. You know, at the foundation, that's where my global investments are made But I've met so many incredible women around the world through my travels. I'm lucky enough to travel. And so it's a passion for me to figure out, you know, how do we help these women lift themselves up out of poverty? Because what I know about women is that when you invest in them, they invest in everybody else. They lift their kids up. They lift up their community. They lift up their society. And so I get a lot of passion and excitement when I see women who are becoming empowered. We joined this effort late, it's been in the last five years, but working with them to get this on the agenda of the administration, of Congress, to say, we need to make more investments in the caregiving system, we need a paid family medical leave policy in this country, we're the only high-income country that doesn't have one, And so it means pushing those policy solutions forward. And I make investments in these partners and help, you know, organize the space to figure out how do we get these policy
0: changes. How far do we have to go before women have equality in this country? Depends on who you ask, she says. In the United States, you know, if
1: you interview people, they think we are 50 or 60 years away from equality in this country. And the truth is, we are 200, over 200 years away from equality when you look at all the measurements of how do you say when somebody's reached equality. So I think we've made enormous gains as a society, for sure, for women, the last hundred years, right? But I don't want to wait 200 years. You know, I've, I have two young daughters who are both, um, you know, young adults. And I know what it's like when they go out into the workforce. And so I want to make sure that women have their full voice and their power and influence in society. Because I know that women will change things in different ways because they have a different lens on society.
0: Melinda is a mother of three, including two adult daughters. Her message to them and to young women everywhere, own your power. I tell them they can be anything they want to be in this
1: world, and there's absolutely no one that should hold them back. And when I meet their friends who are running up against barriers in business at times, I'll say, well, who's doing that? Why are they doing that? Did you negotiate your pay raise? You should have negotiated your pay raise, right? We have to, as women and men, support young women when they come up against these barriers. And... The other thing that we do at Pivotal Ventures in terms of the specifics of how do you help women with their power and their influence, we're looking or investing in some very key sectors, technology. It's pervasive in society. We have to have more women and people of color at the design table or getting their businesses funded because they've got a great idea, right, in tech. We're investing in finance because that's where the power is held. We're investing in media because media is who tells our stories, right? If we can start to make even more progress for women and people of color, things will change in this country even more quickly. Like every woman we spoke to, Melinda
0: had role models to help launch her.
1: Oh my gosh, my mom is my everything. You know, she was a stay-at-home mom by choice. However, once my parents set up this real estate investment business, she would work on that all day. Like, there were so many things to do. You keep the books, you have to go do this, you have to meet a tenant. And yet, my mom was there for us kids. I still look back and marvel and I wonder how she did it. Like, I remember many times coming home from high school in the afternoon just either exhausted or not sure what I was doing or crying about something. And my mom would pull up at the table and I still love iced tea. My kids tease me about it. She would make us each a glass of iced tea and she would sit down and talk to me and make it okay. And so, you know, and my sister and I who were older, we had, my mom had two, my parents had two girls and then a gap and then two boys. My sister and I did helped my mom with a lot of the labor around the house and the work and taking care of my brothers. Um, And I'm very close to all my siblings now, but my mom was somehow there for each one of us. And to this day, I can pick up the phone and call my mom and she is there. And that's an amazing feeling.
0: I once did an entire TEDx talk on my friendships with women who believed in me before I believed in myself. So it was encouraging to hear how Melinda has forged enduring friendships that have kept her tethered to her greatest strengths, even in life's most difficult moments. I surround myself
1: with people who have good values and are like-minded in the sense of, you know, caring about others. And so a group of people that I can be authentic with, and I can pick up the phone in tears and talk to them or say, can we go for a walk? Um, and they're there on my saddest days and my most joyful days and vice versa. I'm there for them. They pick up the phone and call me. Um, without that group of people around me, friends and a few colleagues, I don't know how I would have gotten through some of my toughest days, uh, particularly in the last couple of years.
0: When you are a person with the high profile of Melinda French Gates, your every move, it seems, is public. Certainly, this was true of her divorce. As someone whose first marriage ended in divorce, I appreciate her candor in talking about such an upheaval, including the good that can come from it. As I have learned, sometimes everything has to fall apart before we can see the bright new beginning waiting for us.
1: Well, I mean, we all have low moments, right? I'm not happy every day. You know, I, you know, you turn on the news and you think, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? I would say probably though, for sure, my lowest moment in life was when I knew I finally reached the decision that I knew I needed to leave my marriage. That wasn't something I ever thought would happen to me. It certainly wasn't what I thought on the day I got married, but I realized for myself I needed
0: to make a healthier choice, and that was just a very, very sad day. Big change comes about in many ways, which is why Melinda believes in one-on-one mentoring. On an individual
1: basis, I don't want to say too much about this girl, but besides having a daughter who's 19 and a freshman in college, there's another young woman who I also helped sponsor as she goes through college, but not just sponsor in a monetary way, but, you know, her emotions. I'm sometimes the person she calls or I checked in with her by text overnight because she had a tough day yesterday. A lot of my son and both of my daughter's friends will come to me and say, can you give me career advice? Do you, can you help me just get my foot in the door at this place? And so for me, those individual acts are just as important as the big global action I can sometimes take with philanthropy or grant making or investments. Because those individual acts are what keep you connected to the reality and to the world, right? And then sometimes I'll see a young woman who's coming up, for instance, in industry and can't get any venture capital for her business. And yet her business looks like a fantastic idea to me. And so I'll invest in her company. So I believe that, you know, individual acts and even acts of kindness, just like my teachers gave me in high school, those can make as much difference as, you know, a large-scale investment in somebody's business or a grant.
0: Lifting up women requires us to set aside antiquated notions of competition that pits woman against woman and lets men off the hook. Again, we return to this notion of carrying as we climb we are
1: changing society. I would say we, and I would say what I call a group of enlightened men, because as you know, it can't just be women lifting up women. Men still hold a lot of power in society, but I see so many more enlightened men who are saying, look, we need to make sure this woman gets this job. We need to make sure her resume is in the group that's um, looked at, or we need to sponsor a woman, or I believe in a policy change that's going to help women and families. So, women to me are fundamental. You know, I hear a lot about past generations, about women being competitive with each other. I don't see it as much, I would say, in my generation or younger. I see more women lifting up other women, right? You see Reese Witherspoon who said, hey, there aren't enough different people in media who represent society or female stories. She goes and starts a production company, right? And she also lifts up other women. Or you see Ava DuVernay. She's saying, my gosh, you know, production and media doesn't look like the society I see around me. So let me not only be a producer, but let me actually start an, a company that creates more diversity for people of color in the industry. So, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I mean, she what she's doing or trying to do in Congress with these bills to make sure we do address caregiving Um I think women are fundamental to this conversation. I think women are getting higher and higher in their positions of power and they're bringing up other
0: women with them. This episode was produced by the incomparable James Brown. You can see USA Today's video interview and photo gallery and read my colleague Suzette Hackney's story about Melinda French Gates at womenoftheyear.usatoday.com and you can see our entire list of national honorees there, which includes one woman for every state in America. Please tell your friends about the podcast. We want more people to hear these personal stories from women who are determined to make a difference in the world. I'd love to hear from you. Tweet me at Connie Schultz and at USA Today or email us at podcasts at com. Thanks so much for listening. No matter who they are, or what job they do, you want to give your employees all the support they need. And UKG, with their HR and workforce management solutions, can give you all the tools you'll need to help you make your people, all of your people, feel like they belong. UKG, our purpose is people.